Hello, hello, and welcome to another Decaf Thursday with Mark and Taylor, your favorite teammates over here at the Beacon Center of Tennessee. That's bold for me to say, and I stand by it. No, it's definitely true. I mean, if we're competing with Justin and Stephanie, we're clearly the winners in that. Oh, shots have been fired by both of us, honestly. Listen, you can't blame Mark and I for being feisty this morning. We literally just rolled in from the airport. We were at the State Policy Network's 30th annual meeting in Atlanta, Georgia this week. Mark, if you're listening, you can't see that Mark and I have not just the bags that we brought in and threw by the door to record this, but also bags under our eyes. It's good that bags fly free on Southwest because we're carrying a lot of them. But we had a great time. I really enjoyed our trip. I did a big, uh, I had a big speech on the main stage and I conquered my fear of public speaking. Mark was sitting in the front row with my mom taking pictures. It was, uh, I think it was overall a really good week. Beacon was nominated for a policy award. We had a really stellar year this year and I got to go to a Braves game. So. And Taylor got a lot of, uh, a lot of props for the speech too. I think she, you're even kind of underselling. I mean, people loved it. It's actually probably one of the best speeches the whole five days. So, I mean, it was a, it was very well received by, by the people who listened to it. I'll take it. And if you want to see the speech, we'll share it on our social media, but it is important to get involved in your community. And that is one of the big things that we try to accomplish here on this podcast is let our community know that we're here, we're listening, and uh, we want to hear from you guys. So if y'all have things that you want us to talk about on the show, send them in. We, we love to hear from people and we love to take recommendations. One of the things that I was sent earlier this week in a, in a group text was it has to do with our first topic. And I'm so glad that we got in when we did because Southwest pilots were striking in downtown Nashville on Broadway just earlier this week. There wasn't a disruption in our service this morning, thank God, because I was so ready to get home. But it definitely raised some attention. They, they had a strike in Dallas. Now they had a strike in Nashville. Mark, we have a lot of thoughts on unions and, and labor contracts and things like that. What was your first reaction when you saw this story in the Tennessean? Well, fun thing to think is they actually picketed because they can't legally strike. So they called it a picket, oh, not a strike. Right. I guess there's federal guidelines around the airline unions and not being able to do legal strikes is, you know, that's all, all the airports are owned by government. So I'm assuming it's with that, which I mean, I'm glad about. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting yeah. when you had these people striking, I think there was like 30 people on Broadway. So like, I'm trying to be like, who are you reaching with that strike? Like, I feel like if anybody like put stuff in newspapers and social media, like it's not impressive to have 30 random people on Broadway. Like I, it's just a weird choice of a strike location. Well, and also like on a Wednesday. Yeah. Ain't nobody on Broadway on a Wednesday. Nobody's paying attention to that. Seriously, if you see the pictures, there's like no cars. It's like, yeah, do, do it Saturday night at 9 p.m. if you really want some attention for your cause. Yes. Yes, all the bachelorettes will support you if you pick it on <laughs> Broadway because they won't know what they're supporting, but maybe they'll jump in there and they'll support. That's, when you, that. that's when you give like the, the sign of like, just sign here. This will be great. Like you're going to win a million dollars and they would all sign there. And they just stumble in, yeah. sign it, move on. <laughs> Move on with their night. I don't quite know what to think. So it's basically a contract that they said they've been working on a contract since 2018. But I guess I don't quite know how airline contracts work. If it's like you sign one and it's like that's the contract until forever or if it expires at some point. I always had this issue with the teaching contracts. It's like when teachers, you know, strike. And of course, they're hurting their students. Almost all the time, that's a contract they signed that they said they would do it until at least this year and they can renegotiate. So I feel like just the same way I feel about sports or anything else. If you sign a contract, you should be forced to live under that contract. And if you don't like the contract anymore, then you can quit. That's kind of my opinion on things. So I guess with this, I'm probably, I don't know all the specifics. I don't want to speak out of term, but it seems like to me, when you sign a contract, you are saying, I agree to everything that's in this. And if, you know, even if it's, it might not be fair, but at the time you thought it was. So in my opinion, I feel like the idea is 
if you want to negotiate a new contract, try to do that. But again, I don't think, in my opinion, this is the best way to do it. And that's showbiz, baby. That's how things work. And I, I mean, I actually do agree with you. I think we might actually agree on all of our topics today that we're going to talk about. A little but I nuance do agree on one of them. <laughs> Yes, a little nuance on one, but I definitely actually agree with you on this one, Mark. So like if you're on Broadway and you see the Southwest pilots out there, go say hi <laughs> and, and ask them where, why aren't they flying the airline? They did say that the service wouldn't be disrupted. So I will say that they said service will not be disrupted based on their picket. And I'm very glad about that. But all these bachelorettes got to get home somehow. Yeah. So I guess it's like, and I guess how the way I understand it is like, so they're not actually striking. They're like still flying, but like in their free time, they're picketing, which I mean, people can do whatever they want. I just, I always feel like if I'm an employer, right. And my employees want more money for whatever reason, I'm open to listening to that. But I want you to come to me in good faith. And I think trying to get headlines by picking on Broadway is not in good faith. Now, I don't know how negotiations have gone, but that's the same issue I have when teachers union strike. It's like you're you're doing this to just do this whole public spectacle to basically feel like you're forcing their hand rather than coming to them in good faith and say, hey, we would like a new contract for this reason. Fully agree. We, Mark and I are in 100% consensus on this. Well, I will tell you guys a bit of good news that we got, despite Mark and I being absolutely exhausted this morning. We were sitting in the airport at 7 a.m. Central Time and uh, through security and everything, if that tells you how early we got up this morning. But we got an email from Justin with some great news for Beacon, um, an outside polling firm. They periodically do little polls of people who work on the Hill in Tennessee. They ask questions about different public interest groups, of which we are one. And Beacon was named in the poll of all of these staff workers for elected officials and lobbyists, everything. We were named as the number one most seen and heard organization at the Capitol in Nashville, Tennessee. And that to us, you know, to us marketing people, I know it probably comes (laughs) down more to the government affairs team because they are hustling up there day in and day out. But us marketing people can take a little bit of credit too. I think that it just goes to show that we're tackling issues that Tennesseans really care about and we're not being quiet about it. And that was really exciting for me. I don't know about you, Mark, but I was I was jazzed. It really was a jolt that the coffee could not provide this morning. That's right. Yeah, it was a big deal. So they, they surveyed about 300 people and they're Tennessee policymakers. So lobbyists, elected officials, appointed officials, executive branch staffers, government staffers. So th- these are like people in the know. And 62% of people hear from Beacon regularly or often. And that's a combination of media interviews. It's a combination of just hearing them being up at the legislature, talking to people and our, doing that. So it's kind grassroots of grassroots base, people who, yep. people who just talk to them. Like th- this is a big deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's ahead of like when you talk about 62% is the highest of all of them. That's ahead of the Chamber of Commerce, state and local, the NFIB, Tennessee Hospital Association, Tennessee Farm Bureau. So people have you know, a lot of Tennessee medical. Yeah, NRA. That's right. So people have a lot of money. So the, the idea that, you know, legislators hear from us in multiple ways the most is, is really cool. And I think in terms of like our, we finished in the top six or seven in some of the other categories in terms of like impact and things like that. But being number one on this one is a really great a testament to just our team generally. It's a testament to our leadership, it's a testament to our government affairs team. It's a testament to honestly our, our fundraising to obviously our comms team. So it's just everybody who's done this. And it's really cool to, to be recognized like that because being number one in a state like that. And, and guess what? We don't have the budget that some of these people do. You know, some of these <laughs> we people also don't the have NRA the manpower. Are, There's 11 no. of us. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah, 11 of us. I mean, a lot of these people have, you know, more than 11 lobbyists just, just generally. Yes. So, I mean, it's it's a big deal to be recognized in this way. And it shows that, you know, what we're doing is working. We can always be better, but what we're doing as an organization is really working. 
Well, and this isn't the first time that this has happened. We were also number one most seen and heard, I believe on the last poll or the one previous to that. This is a consistent thing for us to be, you know, a lot of people say in politics, the loudest voices in the room are the most annoying. I don't think that's true in our case, but we are the loudest voice and we're providing a lot of great material to the people who are up on the Hill actually making the policies. And I think that that just is a testament to, yeah, our leadership, our direction. And the fact that one thing I love about working at Beacon and what our team does is that we're all, all always pulling in the same direction. I have this visual of, I don't know if anybody out there watched the Queen's funeral, but her casket was pulled on a little wheeled cart by the Navy and they were all having to pull in the exact same direction to keep everything running on track. And that's kind of how I visualize our team. We're all pulling in the same direction, which is more freedom, more liberty and more prosperity for Tennessee by getting the government out of the way. And I think that it just, it shows when you get results like this from a poll that we didn't do. The loudest be the most annoying is only true on this podcast because I am the loudest. So, I mean, that is correct in this way. I didn't think you were going to insult you. I thought you were going to insult me, but I actually agree uh, with you. Wow, we're like two for two this week, baby. <laughs> Let's go. But it is a big deal. So, so I mean, we're, we'll share this poll too. I mean, again, it's a lot of people and it's, it's a very, you know, it's just, it's always great to see your work get recognized. And, yes. and, and in the way that it's because by your work being recognized, you're, you're making a difference. Like it means that you're making a difference. All these people who we care so much about all our heroes, all the people who want to help, all the, you know, the kids who don't have a good school to go to, the people who can't work a job they want to because of an educational issue. The people issue. who can't access healthcare, the people who yep. get their businesses shut down, the people who can't That's get right. business permits, the people who are forced to join public sector unions, not anymore, but it, the people who write to yep. work would affect like all of these different things, all of these people who we genuinely and deeply care so much about, it translates in our work and people see it. This isn't some award. This was an anonymous poll done by our peers, our peers up on the Hill, and they recognize it. And it's a huge, huge honor. Yep. So thank you to all the people who voted. Um, we did not pay anybody off because uh, we don't we know didn't. who's voting. Otherwise, we, we actually don't know. But no, no, no. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> we no but no, this is, but it's great for, for Beacon. I do think um, hopefully we will continue to improve that 62% is great. Hopefully it's 100%, you know, in, in the next five years. I mean, that, that we can always do better, even if we're number one, doesn't mean that we're same as Alabama, right? Just because we're number one in this one thing doesn't mean can't you can't rest. get better. Absolutely. Mark, you got any hot takes with sports this week? I had a much more relaxed Saturday than I did when Alabama played Texas. I hung out with one of my friends and we made fried rice and watched football absolutely all day Saturday. And it was a great, it was a great day to be alive and to be an Alabama fan this past week. Mark, how did you do on your, uh, on your sports bet? Uh, another winning week. So I, I've kind of come back a lot from that. I, I had a really disastrous week one, but it's, I've had two winning yeah, weeks did. in a row. So it's a, uh, and last week, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of really interesting stuff that happened. And I mean, it, it must've been beautiful for you. And that was the one I definitely called right to see Auburn just get shellacked despite only being a three point <sighs> underdog. I mean, they got just embarrassed. In my house growing up, we always said that the best Saturdays were Saturdays that Alabama and Jacksonville State University won and Auburn lost. That was when we got steak dinner and everybody in the Dawson house, we got ice cream after the meal because everyone <laughs> was happy. <laughs> and it was a blow. I mean, it was not a close loss of seeing Al And I want to say this, Penn State is a very mediocre team. They're going to end. Mm -hmm. So like Auburn is going to be really bad, like really, mm -hmm. really bad. So that, that was kind of the first, which is why I picked that. So I'll do a couple. I, I'm really excited about a few games this week. And this is a weird one, but I, I, were just, I, I like Arkansas straight up as an underdog to win at Texas A&M. I feel like that's the first one I think oh, is going to happen. Yes. The Hogs have been good. I mean, and they kind of had a little Dude. bit of slip up last week, but it was overall good. I love Tulsa plus 21 against Ole Miss. 
Oh. Yeah, I, okay. I, don't, I don't know if they win, but this is a really veteran-laden team. They probably lose by like 10, but it's a good bet. I'm, I'm going to – we haven't we haven't done a Tennessee game yet this year. Okay. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to take Florida plus 10.5 against Tennessee. It's a lot of you points. You are. I know. I hate. I don't, I don't think – this is – I do think Tennessee wins, right? And I think we – but yeah, sure. 10.5 is a lot. And Florida, you know, they've been very disappointing. They're not that good. They still have a really strong defense. So I just don't think Tennessee's going to put up that many points. So, like, I'm seeing – 17-13 Tennessee. So like I still think they win, but in my opinion, 10 and a half is a lot. And I hate betting on Florida. It's one of the, it's one of the worst things you can I do. Know. Um so I don't like I it. I really all. Mark, do you remember the 2015 Florida team? You had like I think it was 2015. Maybe, maybe it was before that, but it was no, it was definitely before that. Maybe it was, it was 2011. Are you talking about Tebow? It was Tebow. Oh, Cam yeah. Newton was on that team. It was just Tebow was like the only redeeming factor of that team. I think about it a lot. 2000, yeah, I guess it'll be like 2009, probably, right? 2009 or like, 10, not 15. Yeah, Tebow it, was 15, and he was the love of my life for a very long time. That's probably why I'm getting confused. Ever since then, I've been on the hate in Florida. Basically, if your team has orange in its colors, <laughs> I hate you. Auburn, Clemson, Tennessee, Florida, you're you're dead to me. Also, <laughs> like, ever just, since, I'm pretty sure it's the last time Florida's also been like decent at football. They've pretty much gone relevant. downhill. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> They've pretty much gone downhill yes. since then. Um. I do want to say one more, which I think is going to be a fun one. I'm actually taking Northern Illinois to cover against Kentucky, even though I love Kentucky, which is at 26 and a half. Kentucky is a good team. They can't score that much. So I do think no. like they're, they're, they have a great defense. They have a good team, but like th- that's like a 34, you know, 17 game. They still win, but tw- that's a lot of points. And Alabama, it'll be interesting what this team looks like now, right? So they had, they had their little Texas scare. It'll be interesting what happens moving forward. And I got to say this, like Vanderbilt is bad. Like they're definitely bad and they're definitely mm-hmm. going to lose, but like, they're not, mm-hmm. they're not as bad as they have been in past years. That's true. And you know, my brother-in-law's parents went to Vanderbilt and they have Vanderbilt baseball season tickets. And so I kind of became a Vandy boys fan this year. And I know Vandy boys is just baseball, but <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be tough because my mom told me that my brother, my sister and brother-in-law were home a couple weeks ago and they were watching the Alabama game on the TV and he had his laptop open watching Vanderbilt. So oh, wow. it's going so- to be a tough one in the Scoggins household uh, this weekend. You know, we're, we're Bama, we're Bama boys and girls till the day we die <laughs> and it feels like so this is one where i bet you like vanderbilt can keep it close for like maybe a quarter i can see it being like yeah 10, 10 7 but like it's it's a 41 point spread and if i had to bet i probably still bet alabama to cover it i have to say this, i think vanderbilt uh, you know we haven't talked about them much this is not i mean they're still gonna only have three or four wins this year but they seem to at least be moving in the right direction, right? Like you see these teams and they have been so down for so many years, really since James Franklin left. And they seem to be building something. They have a good coach. They seem to be getting a culture there, which is kind of the first steps of that. And I think that like this will hopefully continue to build for that, where you kind of see the opposite with some of these, you know, these great programs. You see like Florida, Florida State, Miami, mm-hmm. basically just the whole state of Florida, but these these great programs that have all Auburn that have gone downhill steadily, and it seems like you know yes. Vanderbilt's kind of coming that other way, and they had a couple good years, but it would be good for the state of Tennessee, honestly, if yes. Vanderbilt was good because we could have a good Vanderbilt, and I know you don't like it, but a good Tennessee team that would be a really fun game though. That'd be an interesting kind of state rivalry that hasn't really been very close recently. I will say it's really fun when Tennessee's good because the third weekend of October, it's fun to it's fun to have a competitive Alabama-Tennessee game. And then you smoke your cigar afterwards and it's always fun. It's fun to have a competitive rivalry game. I will say that. 
this is the week where we find out if Tennessee's actually good because like we haven't yes, seen much. You know, they 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 beat Pitt, which is a decent win, but Pitt also lost their starting quarterback in the first quarter, which changes things, and they still only won by seven. Mm-hmm. So, what Tennessee is, I think, will be dependent on what they do this week. If they go and blow out Florida. I'm a believer. I, I I am then on the, All right. but if they win a close game, which is what I expect, or they lose, I'm completely off that. And I, I, I think that we just haven't seen anything from them in, in a good or bad way where it's like, we have Georgia, we have Alabama, and then we have this like fight for the, that next tier of like that Kentucky, the Texas A&M and Tennessee. Like those teams are the ones that are kind of, we're not sure where they are. I'm pretty sure Texas A&M sucks, but other people are still believing them. So we will see, that. we will see as things go on, but this should be a good weekend of SEC football. And I think it'll be fun to watch. Can't wait to see it. Uh, before we go, let's talk about one more spicy topic. Okay. I used to have the biggest crush on Adam Levine. I used to think his tattoos, the way he plays his music, I he was my exact type. Then he got weird and he has stayed weird. And if you haven't been following along, just spare yourself reading the text messages. They're disgusting. Basically, this man has been sliding into DMs and texting people who are not his wife and saying inappropriate things to not his wife. And I have a very liberal definition of what cheating is. And I think the man cheated and I think it's really gross. But one of the best things that's happened this week is that people have been photoshopping other photos. So apparently girls were sending him photos and he was commenting on them. And people have been taking the screenshots of the text messages and putting other people's photos in those places. I saw one with Nick Saban in the place of it. I saw one with SpongeBob in the place of it. (laughs) And Adam Levine saying, you're so hot. I think this man, I think that this is a huge slip up for him, for his marriage, for his public appearance, for all of it. I think he cheated. Mark, what do you think? So first of all, for people who don't know, because I think that we're, again, a little on the younger side, he is the lead singer of Maroon 5. They played the Super Bowl. Yes. So like they're a pretty big band and he, you know, he's pretty famous. I, I know that if we have like the 70 plus yes. crowd, they might not know him. Um, but yeah, he's a very famous singer and he did all these messages and he's, I guess he's married to a supermodel on their their third kid she's pregnant with right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very clear she's that- She's pregnant. Yeah, it's very clear- <sighs> from these messages that that he's you know not a great guy i think we can agree on that scumbag yeah scumbag. Sure. Yeah, yeah for sure this is my skeptical side i mean he definitely cheated emo- whatever you call, like emotional cheating or whatever but they keep mm-hmm. saying he cheated but there's not been any text message released to prove that all the things are instagram posts which is like what you would do if you're creepy but don't cheat because otherwise they, they should have private text messages right of like saying hey mm-hmm. like uh, do you want to hang out this weekend? Like, why would those not be released if that was the case? They're just basically showing Instagram as you said, complimenting people where, you know, the smoking gun of that, with, with, you're talking about five or six girls, somebody has to have a private text message from him, right? He doesn't That's just true. communicate on Instagram. And even if he did, he'd have to say, hey, are we hanging out this weekend? Just something very simple like that to prove that. So I'm on the kind of the evidence side. The same thing that happened when you heard that, like the, the supposed racial slurs in the BYU game that oh, turned yeah. out to pretty much yeah. not be true. Not and be true. Because yeah. If there's enough people and there's not hard evidence of that, it makes me very skeptical of their claims. He looks horrible and he's not a great husband. And he, you know, you could say he did emotional cheating or whatever you want to call it, but I don't think he physically cheated because I've not seen, not that he didn't, there's no evidence that he's done that. Okay, but all I'm saying is an emotional affair is an affair. Oh, sure. And that is, I come down on the side of if you're hiding it from your wife and if you're talking to other chicks, that's cheating. That is, he might not have physically cheated, but that's cheating. I think this man is a scumbag. I mean, I hate that I still like his music, but this has been 
dominating it, social media this week. Yeah, I hope I'm not cheating on my wife with the jazz. I don't know if that counts, but I just like look at them. I'm looking at scores behind behind her. I'm like, oh, I know you don't want to talk about it anymore. What, what's going on with the jazz trade? So hopefully that doesn't she's count. Like, she's like asleep next to you and you're scrolling ESPN looking at jazz That is, that is not wrong, though. That that has actually happened a, like a decent amount of times. The jazz was your first love. I yeah, mean, that's if that's right. the case, then, yeah, then, me, then me studying the Alabama depth chart would be me cheating on every boyfriend I've ever had. Yeah, here's my question. My Maybe I'm cheating on the jazz with my wife. I don't know. Cause they, like you said, they were my uh, first, <laughs> they are the first love. Maybe you are. They were your first love. And then Kira came in hot. That's I think right. that's what it is. That's right. I think that Mark has betrayed the jazz for his, don't for tell his anyone. wife. That's on the record. We're putting yep. that on the record. Well guys, thanks for listening this week. Please excuse how exhausted we are. We tried to keep the energy high and now we are mm. going to go crash, but we will see you next week with a lot more energy and a lot more hot takes. This has been decaf by the beacon center of Tennessee. We'll talk to you later. Hey, what?